Bibles to our foundational text, uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. Are you there? I read Proverbs chapter 24, 22, verse 4. It says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I am concluding the series I have been doing for the past five weeks titled Advantages of Walking in the Fear of the Lord, part five. Advantages of walking in the fear of the Lord. And this is part five. God is a God who honors those who honor him. The Bible says God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. So when we sow honor, we reap honor. So the fear of the Lord will reap the fear of the Lord. And the Bible says that when we walk in the fear of the Lord and humility, God adds riches, he adds honor, and he adds life to us. If you remember Solomon's request, Solomon asked the Lord, Give me an understanding heart that I may be able to rule this, your great people. And the Bible says that when Solomon asked for an understanding heart, God gave him wisdom, God gave him prosperity, God gave him wealth. And the Bible says that, and Solomon made gold like dust in Israel. That is a result of wisdom. When Solomon was walking in wisdom, he made gold like dust. That means every single person was robed in gold. Children were playing with gold. When they lie on the floor, it was full of gold. Because when you have the fear of the Lord, he adds many more things to you. Hallelujah. And uh, we have we keep defining what it means to fear the Lord. So let's go back. What does it mean to fear the Lord? To fear the Lord is to be addicted to righteousness and be allergic to sin. It's the, the fear of the Lord is simply to be addicted to what? To righteousness and to be allergic to sin. You can never forget this definition. Never forget this definition. Amen. So don't ever forget this definition. What does it mean to fear the Lord? To fear the Lord is to be what? Addicted to righteousness and to be allergic to sin. And our foundational test for that definition is in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, where the Bible says that but unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness, is a scepter of thy kingdom. Verse 9 says, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity, therefore God, 
even thy God has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above all thy fellows. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. So when you fear the Lord, he, he anoints you with the oil of gladness above all your fellows. Amen. There are some people you finished with in school. They were ahead of you, but in life you'll be ahead of them. Let me hear living amen. amen. In school, they were in class, they were ahead of you, but in life, because of the anointing of God, you will be ahead of them. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, those who walk in the fear of God have access to everything that pertains to life and godliness. Those who walk in the fear of the Lord, they have access. They have access to everything, not some things, to everything that pertains to what? To life and godliness. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 4, the Bible says that praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. So your fear of the Lord is a blessing by itself. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 4. He says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandment. So that means if there's anything you want to be addicted to, be addicted to the word of God. Do I have men and women in this church who are addicted to God? Who are addicted to Jesus? Nothing can remove you off from the back of Jesus. You are like a leech. You are like a leech. You are attached to God forever. If God wants to throw you away, you say, God, I'm not going to let you go. I am addicted to you. I am addicted to your word forever and ever. Amen. Verse 2 of Psalm 112, it says, His seed shall be mighty in the, upon the earth. Say amen to that. See, those who fear the Lord, their seed automatically are mighty upon the earth. So my serving of God is not by accident. I am consciously serving God because I know that he will reward me by making my seed mighty upon the earth. There is no seed of this house that will be small. Every child of this house will be great. They will be mighty upon the earth. God will increase them more and more in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Say amen to that. My generation is blessed. Just by being upright with God, my generation is blessed. The Sengbeji generation is blessed. Mention your surname. Your generation is blessed. The Sengbeji generation is blessed. The solution generation is blessed because we are upright before the Lord. Come on, I feel the anointing of God in this place. I have come highly anointed and every blessing I pronounce upon you tonight, you will see it tomorrow in the name of Jesus. 
Verse 3 says, Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Say amen to that. Wealth and riches are in my house. Wealth, the devil might not like it, but wealth and riches are in the solution house. They might not like it, but wealth and riches is in the Sigmigy house. Glory be to God. Come on, say it is in my house. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Why? Because wealth and riches are where? Where are they? Where are they? They are not in the bank. They are in your house. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. And his righteousness endure it forever. So you see, this loving God thing is not one year on, one year off. It's not five years on, five years off. It's forever. You will never backslide because you love God. You are righteous. Hallelujah. Verse 4, it says that unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. Oh, hallelujah. So there can be darkness in Egypt, but there shall be light in Goshen. Wherever I am, there is light. Wherever I am, I am there is light. Wherever God takes me, there is light. Wherever this church is planted, it will bring light. Why? Because we are the light of the world. Unto the upright, there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Hallelujah. So it's a blessing to walk in the fear of the Lord. Listen, God promotes and prospers the works of the hands of those who fear him. Your business is not flourishing, just walk in the fear of the Lord. He will prosper it. He will flourish it. You can't fear God and go down. Hallelujah. An example is Joseph. Genesis chapter 39 from verse 2 to 5. The Bible says that, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master the Egyptian. Listen God only abides with those who fear him. When you are outside of the fear of the Lord God is not with you. God cannot be with those who do not fear him. Are you following me? It says, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. You want to prosper? Desire God to be with you. Because when God is with you, you automatically prosper. Verse 3, the Bible says that, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. master was an Egyptian. The master was an unbeliever. Yet he saw that God was with him. From today, people will see that God is with you. 
I said from today, people will see that God is with you. They will see that God is with you. God is with your house. God is with your children. God is with this church. God is with the members of this church. Solution, I have good news for you. And the good news is that God is with us. Hallelujah. I said God is with us. I said God is with us. prosperity don't limit God I'm talking about the prosperity of the almighty God the prosperity of El Shaddai all that you do from today shall prosper Psalm 1 verse 3 the Bible says that blessed is a man that is planted in the house of the Lord everything that he doeth shall do what shall prosper I said it shall prosper from today, you sell shoes, it shall prosper. You sell wigs, it shall prosper. You sell suits, it shall prosper. Everything you sell from today, it shall prosper. You sell ideas, they shall prosper. You sell shoelace, they shall prosper. You sell books, they shall prosper. Everything you touch from today, they shall prosper. That's why Psalm 1 verse 3 says, it says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season and his leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth, it shall what? Whatsoever he doeth, it shall what? It shall prosper. By the virtue of you connecting to this church means you are prosperous. From today, whatsoever you do shall prosper. Your children shall prosper. Your hands shall prosper. Your, your wife shall prosper. Your husband shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. The master saw that God was with him. Genesis 39, verse 3. The Lord was with him, and all that all that Joseph doeth did prosper in his hand. Stretch forth your hands out. I decree the prosperity grace upon your hands. Everything that comes into your hand today shall prosper. It shall never go down. It shall increase from glory to glory. It shall increase from grace to grace. Amen. It shall increase from one higher dimension to another higher dimension. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 
conscious of that. Be conscious of that. Be conscious of that. Every time you use these hands, know that it's a blessed hand. Know that it's a blessed hand. Verse 4 of Genesis chapter 39, the Bible says that, and Joseph found grace in his sight, and he saved him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had put into his hand. Verse 5, and it came to pass from that time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, and the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Walking in the fear of the Lord is an advantage. It's a great advantage. It's a great advantage. Last week we saw God's testimony concerning Job. He said, have you seen my servant Job? He is a man that fears the Lord. He has shewed evil. He's upright. He's righteous. Hallelujah. Quickly, let's look at the seven spirits of God and you understand that even the fear of the Lord is part of it. Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 1 to 3 is talking about Jesus. This was a prophecy talking about Jesus. It says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Verse 2, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Look at the seven spirits. Number one is, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of understanding. The Spirit of counsel. The Spirit of might. The Spirit of knowledge. And of the fear of the Lord. It's one of them. So when you see all the miracles Jesus did, the fear of the Lord was one of the vital spirits that was upon him. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. It's sad that the time we're living in, there is no fear of the Lord has departed from many so-called believers. Many so-called Christians. That's why God said the heart of man is desperately wicked above all. The heart of man. The heart of man. Because the fear of the Lord has departed. Jesus walked in the fear of the Lord. Amen. Jesus walked in the fear of the Lord. So it's so important for us to walk in the fear of the Lord. It's so important for us to walk in the fear of the Lord. It's an advantage to you, brothers and sisters. You are at an advantage just walking in the fear of the Lord. Look at verse 3. The Bible says that, and he shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. <laughs> so it's a double dose. 
So my prayer for you is that God will make you of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I've always said that those who create problem in the church are those who are slow. Slow to hear the word, slow to obey, slow to act on the word. They, they create all the problems. Those who are slow. So God said, because the fear of the Lord is so important, I'll make you of quick understanding so you can grasp it quickly. So you are no slow to walking in the fear of the Lord. Check any organization, any society, is those who are slow that create all the problems. Slow to tithe, slow to pray, slow to live holy, slow to love, slow to smile, slow to serve, they are the problem creators. Slow to run fast, when we are running fast, they are always on the slow lane. They want you to carry them along so their vision is not going as fast as it should be. It says, I will make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Quickly, as we get ready to close, let's look at eight signs of those who don't fear God. Eight signs of those who don't fear God. Number one is they don't seek after God. Those who don't fear God do not seek after God. Romans chapter 3 verse 11. They don't seek after God. Romans chapter 3 verse 11. It says, there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. One of the signs of those who don't fear God is they don't seek after God. When you talk to them about the things of God, they don't want to hear it. They don't seek after God. David said, as the deer pants after the water brooks, so my heart longs after you. You see, when you fear God, you pant after him. When you fear God, you run after him. When you fear God, you go after him. Those who don't fear God, they don't seek after the Lord. They are not interested in the things of God. When you talk to them about God, they don't want to hear it. Even in the house of God, they don't want to live right. They don't seek after God because they have no understanding. They lack understanding. It says, there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after the Lord. These are one of the signs of those who don't fear God. They pick and choose the service that is convenient to them. <laughs> they are convenient Christians. They don't seek after God. What does it mean to seek after God? To run after him. To chase after him. God doesn't need you. You need him. <laughs> you say, oh, I won't serve God. God doesn't need you to serve him. It's you. In your 
are serving God, that's where you are blessed. Amen. They said, oh, oh, from today I've decided, I've decided not to serve God again. Well, I've backslided. Well, he's God. You backslide, he's God. You don't backslide, he's God. You win soul, he's God. You don't win soul, he's God. You worship him, he's God. You don't worship him, he's still God. Your worshiping him doesn't add anything to him. Your giving doesn't add anything to him. He adds everything to you. I'll not give. Let them see. What? Let who see? Let God see. Ah. <laughs> So number one sign is they don't seek after God. Number two sign is they don't follow the ways of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 12. It says they are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Those who don't fear God don't follow the ways of say I I am my own God. I do it my own way. I do what I like. Yeah, really? Okay. Like I said, every day is a day for the thief. But one day is a day for the master. <laughs> every day is a day for the thief. But one day is the master's day. <laughs> The master's day will always come. <laughs> so today you think, oh, okay, you are a thief today. You are enjoying the booty of what you have stolen. Ah, don't worry. <laughs> not long. You see, whether you like it or not, you meet God. <laughs> whether alive or dead, you'll meet him. You can't avoid him. <laughs> you cannot avoid. So you better, you better know him before you meet him. Do you understand what I mean? You better get saved, get born again genuinely, and get to know him before you meet him. Because whether you like it or not, you meet him. Alive, you meet him. Dead, you meet. Him. So you can't hide. One of the signs of those who don't fear God is they don't follow the ways of God. Even when they come to the church and say we are all praying, they don't pray. They say, as for me, I will never pray. I will never, never, ever, ever pray. Forever and ever. Amen. They have their own mind. Independent spirit. Spirito independento. They have an independent spirit. Wherever they are, they create problem. Whatever department they are, they create problem. In the children's department, they create problem. In the projection team, they create problem. In the video team, they create problem. In the sound team, they create problem. In the ushering, they create problem. In the choir, they create 
in their finance, they create problems. Wherever you put them. Because they don't follow the ways of God. That's, they have a rebellious spirit. They are Luciferians. Lucifer is rebellious. Have you seen a snake following the mother snake before? Snakes don't follow. From the day they are born, they don't follow. The day they come out of the eggs, they have an independent spirit. <laughs> Snakes don't follow. That's why they are serpent. That's why the snake was finding it difficult to follow God. He came to Adam and Eve and said, did God say you must not really eat this? They don't follow. They have a Luciferian spirit. They have a serpentine spirit. Say, come at 10 o'clock, they come at 11 o'clock. We are fasting and praying, they will never fast. Say, let's all wear blue for the choir today, they will come wearing red. It's one of the signs of those who don't fear God. Don't follow anything. They don't do what you are you ask them to do. Such people, they never, if they are married, they never stay married. If you observe, if you observe, such people, they've divorced many times. Because they cannot, they are independent. They, you know, they're a snake. A snake, you know, the husband say, cook, cook dinner. I say, no, you come back from <laughs> Come back from work and cook the dinner. I'm a snake. <laughs> yes, snake. You know, check, check their life. Check their lifestyle. Independent spirit. They can never keep one job for more than six months. Check, check their lives. They are always changing jobs. They are always changing jobs. You wait, I'm coming there. <laughs> they are always changing jobs from one job to the other. Always. They can never stay in one job. Never. They are not loyal to anything. The spirit of disloyal is in them. They can never stay in one church. They jump from church to church. serving God. No, you don't understand God. God said to Moses that for me to put your spirit of wisdom in the 70 elders that you have appointed, even though I'm the one going to do the impartation, I'll take the spirit that is upon you, Moses, and put it on them. Now, if God wanted to put his spirit on these people, he didn't need Moses. My father will always say that he is in the place of God for me. He didn't know God then. He said, the reason why I'm here on earth is because God has put me here in, in his place for you. They don't follow the ways of God. They can never stay in one church. Trust me. 
never, such people can never, never stay in one church. There is a curse upon them. Even God cannot help them. Even God can, I'm telling you, that's the truth. They can never stay in one church. Never. They jump from church to church. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm teaching good. I'm teaching. I'm showing you the signs. So you need to listen to this. I hope what this signs is not in, in you. Praise God. The third sign of those who don't fear God is they speak evil against their man of God and the church to members of the church. The third sign is they speak evil against their man of God and the church to the members of the church. Romans chapter 3 verse 13. All of them are in Romans chapter 3 as you can see. So don't go far. Just keep, keep your Keep your finger in Romans chapter 3. We'll discover all of them right there. Romans chapter 3 verse 13. It says, Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of apps is under their lips. So such people you need to be careful. When they're in the church, they say, Oh pastor, you really blessed me today after the message, then when they go out, they will speak evil about you to the members right at the door. It says their throat is an open sepulchre. Do you know what an open sepulchre is? It's grave. Open grave. And anything in the grave is smelling. You can never smell anything nice in the grave. Anything in the grave is dead and stinky and smelly. So their mouth is full of odor. Odor. Nothing good comes out of their mouth. When they open their mouth, it's dead. Grave. He said, Pastor, why are you preaching this now? Why didn't you preach this longer? You need this, praise God. He said, their throat is an open sepulchre with their tongues, they have used deceit. They are liars. They are chameleons. They sit in red chair, they become red. They sit in green chair, they become green. Today they are this, tomorrow they are that. You can never predict them. They have no integrity. They have no character. Today they will call you, you are my father. Today they will say you are my mother. Today they'll say you are my best friend. <laughs> Tomorrow you are their number one enemy. They use their tongue to deceit for deception. For deception. They say, oh, father. See, I don't believe in all this rubbish. Don't come to the church. Don't come to the church and call me, oh, oh, daddy, oh, daddy, oh, you're my father. All these people, I say, look at this one. You're calling me daddy, papa, you know. They know the lingo of the church. Such people, they don't last. Listen, I'm, past, I'm your pastor. Just say, oh, pastor, just call me pastor. 
I say, oh, you're my spiritual father. You are my spiritual father, spiritual mother. The devil is a liar. Did you say, I said, oh, it's, I sent it in error, but maybe the Spirit of the Lord wants you to listen to this. Maybe just in case. So Romans 3.13, it says, their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues. They have used deceit. The poison of herbs is under their lips. Ah. Poison of herbs. Poison of herbs kills you slowly. you slowly. They've poisoned you and you are, you are dying slowly. They are killing you softly. Number three sign is they speak evil against their man of God and the church to members of the church. Why would you be in a church and speak evil against the man of God? Nothing is a pickup on those who are very young in the faith. And they go from house to house. You know, and Paul said, such people, you know, in, in during the time of Paul, the churches were in houses. They didn't have church like this. Their churches, that's why Paul said, great priest lab, great aquila, whose whose house the church is in. So the churches were in houses and what they were doing is they move from house to house destroying the church. Destroying the church. So Paul says such people mark them and avoid them. Mark them and do what? And avoid them. Avoid them. Now you don't know better than Paul. Paul, Paul saw realms of God that you and I have not seen. And Paul says such people Mark them and what? Avoid them. And say, oh, pastor, ask for me. I have the spirit of reconciliation. I can reconcile. Paul said, mark them and avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. This is not your battle. Hold your peace. 
those people are classified as Egyptians. Just hold your peace. For the Egyptians you see today, you see them no more. It's the Lord who wiped them off. He said, you will see, the same way the Red Sea swallowed them up, is the same way God will open up a Red Sea and he will swallow them up. Because you don't touch God's church. Trust me. In my little capacity as a man, if you touch my wife, ah, I'll pray fire and brimstone over your head. If you touch my wife. Now the church is the bride of Christ. He died for the church. So if you touch the church, you can imagine what he will do to you. You can imagine what he will do to you. And the church is not the building. The church is the human being. It's the human being. There are certain sins God cannot forgive. And that is sinning against the church. Check through the scriptures. You see the consequences of those who sin against the church. What the Holy Spirit did to them. Check through. Check through whether you know. You see, ignorance of the law doesn't mean that you are not punishable by the law when you break it. If, for instance, on this road, there's a speed camera that says 40 miles per hour, and you've just come from Barbados, you've just arrived from Barbados, and you take your Lamborghini car and you drive, and there's a camera, you drive at 80 miles per hour, and the camera catches you. It doesn't mean you don't know that if it's 40 miles per hour, but it doesn't mean you'll be excused from being punished. You still get a ticket. I wish I have time to go through this, but these are things I'll teach again. Number four sign of those who don't fear God is they are bitter and they curse everyone and everything. They are bitter and they curse everyone and everything. Romans chapter 3 verse 14. I said don't go far. Everything is in Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3 verse 14. It says, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their mouth is full of what? Cursing and bitterness. Full. When they open their mouth, hey, it's full of curses and bitterness. Be careful opening your life to those who are bitter for counsel. Anyone who is bitter can never counsel your rights. Trust me. Be careful. Like I've always said, a bitter divorcee cannot counsel your right. Someone who has divorced bitterly, who is bitter, and sat you down as a married couple and counseling you. Ah. <laughs> he, will vomit, he or she will vomit bitterness into you. And before you realize, you'll be bitter. And when you are friends with people who are bitter, you will become bitter. 
That's why I don't want no data person in my face. Praise God. I don't want no bitter person around me. Forever excited. Glory be to God. God is blessed. God doesn't bless bitter people. God only blesses people who are joyous. That's why Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3 says that with joy we will draw out of the wells of salvation. forward a bit, you look at it, you go back, and then you gather momentum, and then you jump. You see, when you are going back, people think that, oh, he's been demoted. No, 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 no. God is not demoting you. He's preparing you for a higher flight. Solution, God is preparing us for a higher flight, for a greater flight, in the name of Jesus. I forgave you your sins before you showed up. Trust me. Because I have to keep my heart fresh and pure before I can hear from God. As a high priest, I cannot have balls under my armpits. I have to carry the 12 tribes of Israel on my heart. Yes, some will misbehave, but it doesn't mean I have to be angry and be bitter. No way. No way. Have you ever seen me preaching bitter before? Have you ever seen me preaching and I'm bitter before? No, if, if you have, just say, oh yeah, pastor, on, on 20 something of so, so and so, you were <laughs> tell me. Go and listen to all my messages. All my messages are full of laughter and excitement. No bitter. No, no bitterness. No bitterness. Hallelujah. It's full of excitement. Now, someone who is bitter cannot make people laugh. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. No bitter. 
I don't even check your offerings to see whether you are giving or not. The pastor is preaching to them, looking at me, think because I don't give. No, forget. Whether you give or not, you are welcome to this church. Your giving doesn't add up anything to God's house. It adds everything to you. Praise God. So don't be bitter. In life, learn not to be bitter because God cannot speak to those who are bitter. The faith sign. Are you getting something out of this? Okay. The faith sign is they go from house to house destroying the church. I said this earlier. They go from house to house doing what? Destroying the church. Romans chapter 3 verse 15. It says their feet are swift to share blood. house to house, destroying the very church that prayed for them to get a job. They go from house to house, destroying the very church that led them to Christ, that taught them everything, that gave them opportunity. They move from house to house, destroying the church. Removing members from the church. Sending text messages to members in the church. Don't go to that church. Sending emails phone calls. Don't go to that church. Why would you do that? Why are you cutting short your own life? Why are you destroying your own life? Jesus said to Paul, 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 when he was Saul, he said, oh Saul, Saul, why are you kicking against a brick, meaning the church? You can't kick against a brick and survive. So their feet is swift to shed blood. does not mean it cannot kill. Yes. <laughs> God told Adam and Eve, the day you eat of this, 
Bible said, are you really going to die? Are you sure? You're not going to die. Just eat it. Did they die or not? They died. The very moment they took of it, they died. Hallelujah. The sixth sign is they use their power to destroy the house of member of that church for life. Amen. Yeah, of the International Central Gospel Church. And uh, the, the, he was a minister of states then. He said, I will show you where power lies. He was telling our pastor then, Dr. Otterville, that I will show you where power lies. In other words, what he was saying that I will use my God, he was fighting against the house of God. He forgot. You see, God has a great sense of humor. He forgot that he was fighting a man of God in the house of God because he's a minister of state and he has a little power. Guess what? He said this Today, 
So don't use your little power you have. That's why any man, any woman, any institution, any organization that touches this church, that think they have a little power that touches this church, they have signed their own when I talk about the church, I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about you. So anyone who touches you, they have signed their own death warrant. Anyone who has think they have a little power, I am powerful. I can send an email. I can make a phone call and I can, I can decide your future. They are signing their own death warrant. This is a church of touch not. We are a touch not church. You touch us, God will touch you. You touch me, God will touch you. You touch any of our children, God will wipe away your old generation. Because we are a touch not church. When God says, Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. What is the first sign of those who don't fear God? They don't seek after God. What is number two? They don't follow the ways of God. What is number three? Number four, they are bitter and they curse everyone and everything. What is number five? They go from house to house destroying the church. What is number six? Seven is they are non peaceful and they fight everyone in whichever department they serve in. They are non peaceful and they fight everyone in whichever department they serve in. Fight everyone. Sound, they'll fight everyone for everywhere. I say, Oh, um, you know, everyone in this team, they are all not this, they are all not good. How can just one person, you only, all the teams, everyone is bad, you are the only one? Romans chapter 3, verse 17, it says, And the way of peace. 
Romans 3.17 it says and the way of peace have they not known they don't know peace so such people you don't even bring them close to your marriage they will put fire in your marriage (laughs) we don't make them a marriage friend a family friend in the way of peace they have not known they don't know peace they don't believe in peace they are forever fighting 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 your children become their friends children oh it's going to be war 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 because they are not peaceful and they fight everyone in whichever department they serve in the last one eighth sign is they don't acknowledge the presence of God. They don't acknowledge the presence of God. Why? Because everything they do is in the flesh. They don't acknowledge the presence of God because everything they do is in the flesh. Romans chapter 3 verse 18. It says there is no fear of God before their eyes. There is no fear of God before the eyes. So they have, they have no concept of the presence of God. For instance, if you put them in the choir, they are not in the spirit. They are always in the flesh. Always in the flesh. Always they want to dress for men to see their cleavage. Always in the flesh. They want to dress amaware. Always in the, If you put them at the door, such people they want to be at a visible place they want to be noticed if they say pastor I want to join choir you say no pastor "Pastor, I want to join the ushering team you say no put them to the toilet if possible so they can show their flesh to the toilets. They don't acknowledge the presence of God and everything they do is in the flesh. They are carnal. Carnality. You can see everything is carnal. And such people have been in the church for years. They've been in church for more than 20 years sometimes. 30 years. They know every. When you open the scripture, they know what you are going to preach. Those are churches you cannot raise. When such people are in the church, you as a pastor, you cannot recycle your message. You have to always preach a new message. <laughs> because the moment you say, turn with me to Romans chapter 3, verse 16, they say, they start telling the people on their role. The pastor is going to preach on the signs of this. <laughs> but it is good to repeat in the church. Yeah, it's good because you cannot hear a new message every Sunday and every weekday. Sometimes it's good to repeat. To repeat. To repeat. There is no fear of God before their eyes. No fear of God. 
they are very carnal people. And you'll be shocked, such people in the church, the level of carnality they have used to permeate the various departments. If you make them a departmental head, that department will be full of carnal people. Full of carnal people. Woe unto you if you make them a pastor, that church, a branch pastor. That church will be carnal, carnal church. <laughs> it will be a carnal church. They will take the church. They will steal the members. They will steal the church. They will steal the instruments. They will steal everything. They will steal the offering. <laughs> Woe unto you. Proverbs 10, 27, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the fear of the Lord, that but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Finally, as we get ready to close, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. Let's hear the whole conclusion of the matter. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. What is the conclusion? Number one, fear God and keep his commandments. Number two, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work. Somebody say every work. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Why? Because it's God. God shall bring every work into what? Into judgment. Whether it be secret or whether it be good or whether it be evil. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 to 14. God shall bring every work into judgment. Every work. That's why you have to be careful. Every work. Good, evil, or bad. Every work. In the open, in the secret, God shall bring every work into judgment. Whether it's in your mind, in your thoughts, God shall bring every work into judgment. Because God can see your mind. Man might not be able to see your mind, but God can see your mind. And on that day when we stand before him, he'll play it like a video. I'll be there, you'll be there. (laughs) Because I'll be there. You know, those of you who are in the church, when I'm preaching, you are thinking evil about me. I'll be there. I said, on this date. And you see, when we get on that day, on that day, we'll, God will give us a memory we will never forget. He'll give us a memory that we will never forget. We can remember everything second by second. So we'll all be there. Uh, God will be showing, see, see, this sister there, that brother there, when I was preaching on this, this was their thoughts concerning me. It will be there. 
whether in your mind, in your thoughts, hidden or non-hidden. Those of you who remember in your heart, when we ask you to do something, you remember. Your memory. Why? Why? Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Is he only pastor? Every time. Pastor said do this. Every time. Pastor do this. Hey, hey, he's demanding excellence of us. Excellence. Excellence. Eh? I've done my best. Your best is not enough. You haven't done nothing. So we have to excellence. Excellence. Master, this is the highest level of excellence. Is this no, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. So when you're on the projector and I say Genesis 3:16, and you put, and you put John 3:16, I have to be upset because that is not excellence. Amen. Yeah. When you are in the choir and your song is going off tune, that's not excellence. After the service, Pastor calls me. I know what he's going to say. I know, I know, I already know what he's going to say. Yeah. On that day. <laughs> on that day. <laughs> On that day, he will play it before our eyes. We will all be there. We will see it. So be careful. Be careful. That's not the place to say, God, can you excuse me? God, no, God will say, I want him to see. And if I have also thought evil about you, God will play it. And say, ah, pastor. So pastor, I was with you and all this while you are thinking this evil. <laughs> God will play it. God will play it. Every, every, it says, every work, he'll bring it into, he'll bring it. Every work, he said, he'll bring it. God said, I will bring it. I will bring it. Every work, I will bring it. So those that you want God to forget, God said, I will bring it. There's no mess in there. <laughs> there's, there's no mess in there. No, no, no. There's no mess. Because he gave you, he gave you the opportunity. <laughs> there's no mercy. No, there's no mercy. So, we, let's better live right. Let's walk in the fear of the Lord. And as we walk in the fear of the Lord, we'll be excused on that day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you receive it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet.